Hi, Sarah. What's going on with your hand? <laughs> I was I got stung by a wasp. No. And now my I'm gonna make a movie reference, but my hand looks like Will Smith's face and hitch. Never seen it. Well, have you seen Jason Tatum's tattoo of Will Smith's face yeah. and hitch? <laughs> Wait, is Sarah? that a thing? Yeah. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, my my hand is is quite swollen, and I'm uh, icing it. But this is what I get for being a good son. What do you mean? My father is ninety years old, and like literally, he turns ninety one in two weeks, um, and he can no longer mow his own lawn. So I went over there, and there's a wasp nest in his backyard. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> I like. Are you sure it wasn't planted? Probably. <laughs> yeah. This is a nefarious plot. Because, <laughs> yeah, my, my dad wants my things. That's what it is. Yeah. He wants my fortune. I love right now that you are currently wearing the Halloween costume that you wore to my party. <laughs> it's game seven tonight. Yeah, no, I know. Greg's wearing a Phillies jersey. It looks very good. He was a baseball player at the at the Halloween party, which, I, by I, the way... I'm so washed, Greg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a tummy ache from jalapeno poppers. I had to drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> and let's start the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, are you burping? I, I am. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm drinking a Trader Joe's Starfruit sparkling water, and uh, it got the best of me. You get so much farther away from the mic than I do. I got to learn know. that technique. <laughs> um, Some of us have cooth. I'm... St- Full out of coof. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA season starts today. I don't think your mic really picked up on that. That was no. sort of a rap air horn, maybe. No, that was a yeah. It was, that was the a breaking rap. news. It was the breaking yeah. news. Uh, okay, a little bit of both. Makes. A little. Uh, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was the. It was the breaking news. With the rap air horn. Yeah, breaking air horn. Yeah. Um. And the jazz season, I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday, or no, Tuesday, and the jazz season You are starts, washed. Oh, man. Seriously, like, Greg, you were there at my party, which, by the way, was on Saturday. And it was it, so fun. And it was a great time. So many great times were had. But I absolutely nursed two drinks throughout the evening. <laughs> and... Just cannot be trusted to live a normal life after that. Apparently not. No. I, I'm doing a really bad job. No idea what day it is. And at the week that the NBA season starts, I'm also sleep deprived because I've had a million things going on the last 24 hours. So I am. You're in midseason form. Who I am. In, I'm peak Sarah <laughs> right now. <laughs> things are real good. Hell yeah. Uh, we wrote an outline. You wrote an outline. I did. What is this? What is this we talk? Well, I absolutely had nothing to do with this. 
excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, so everything starts tomorrow for the Jazz. We've got two games tonight to kick off the season, and it's all here. So happy NBA Day to everyone. And I'm very excited. I have just been not myself I basically like the last four weeks maybe six probably because I start to just get itching for the season to start uh-huh. I'm really awkward and Sarah I actually have a question for you about the games tonight yes please um so Adam Silver's made like a big yeah. <laughs> a big uh play uh-huh. to make stars play in big national tv games Right. And uh, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Draymond Green are already not playing in the first mm-hmm. game tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this how this season's going to go? In, in a word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is this is the theme of this season, <laughs> you, Adam Silver? <laughs> yeah. I think... I think that I mean I'd have to go back and look because there's like so there were already so many loopholes built into this like stars resting thing. And so... You know, there were going to be exceptions made for players that had played a certain amount of minutes or over a certain age or played in a certain number of postseason games. And so I think that like Draymond Green qualifies for a number of games played to be an exception to the rule. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley Beal uh, is part of the exception also. And I think that when you give NBA teams like when you write in the loopholes, they will take them. So mm-hmm. I, I just like don't know what Adam Silver expected by being like, yes, we want stars playing on nationally televised games. We want them playing on the road. We want all these things happening, except in these circumstances where you are allowed to just do the same <laughs> you were doing every year before then. Awesome. It's, yeah. Tight. Oh, that's Love cool. It. Um, big news. Yeah, big news. Oh, that makes me think of Sword in the Stone, a movie I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I, for those who can't see us, Greg is really disappointed right now. Go on, proceed. <laughs> well, there's a scene in <laughs> Sword in the Stone where um I forget the whose name it is that comes to the castle, but he's like, I've got big news. <laughs> and so that's what I think every time I hear those words. Anyways. Looks like, looks like we need it, we need a drop. We I'll, do need a. I'll I'll try and get a big news drop for next <laughs> next time. Well, I mean, uh, we got the we've got the 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 big news drop on uh on BYM. I can just I can see if Jordan can help. Oh, us that out. B- b- big news. Big news. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, the Giannis extension. What a perfect way for like a star to use his leverage. It really was. Yeah. Like, well, well, done. well done, Giannis. Yeah, you uh, lobbied to make sure everybody goes all in for a title. You get Dame and then you reward the franchise who then, of course, rewards you with what is $60 it? million dollars a year, <laughs> 60 million smackaroos. He can oh, buy so many Chick-fil-A franchises and have all the smoothies he wants. Oh, a couple bratwurst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still I'm still not over that video of him eating his first bratwurst and just going weenie and bun. Not a single condiment, not spicy mustard, no sauerkraut, no nothing. Just I mean, weenie. He raw dogged weenie and bun. <laughs> I can imagine having never having had like a Polish dog or a brat before and tasting that for the first time. Raw dog, it would probably be great. 
But he's been in Milwaukee for like a decade. Okay, you that's can't actually, tell no, no, me. that's a good point. He's in Milwaukee. There's actually no excuse for him having not had a brat. Yeah, a city that is completely predicated on alcohol, beers, and cheese, and processed meats. Man, Milwaukee's cool. Hell yes. <laughs> I, I really like that place. Yeah. Hey, speaking of contract extensions. I mean, not an extension, but... But a, Chris, a, a guaranteed deal. Chris Dunn. Dunn got signed. <sighs> While he was sleeping. Yeah, he was... Poor Chris Dunn. Uh, he was asleep, in bed, sick. Gets a call from Justin Zanuck. Who says, you know, we're guaranteeing your contract for the season. We'd love for you to be a part of the jazz. We love you. We love everything you do. And Chris Dunn's like, probably just like holding in his cookies. Can't can't see it right now, but I'm crying. Have either of you ever answered the phone while you were sleeping? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because one time it was my first girlfriend ever in college and we were <laughs> flying home to to her house for me to meet her parents for the first time. Jesus. Oh, big, this and, is big. Yeah. yeah big and time. her uh her mom called Wait, me. Wait, what state? California. It was like okay. Orange County. And we were flying from San Francisco to Orange County. Right. Oh, okay. Right. And I had a job at the time uh as a barista where I had to open the store at five in the morning, but I also was in college, so I would constantly I was constantly on about two hours of sleep, and then I would come home and sleep from like 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yep. And she, uh, yeah. her mom called me to get flight details, and I had no memory of ever answering the phone or talking to her. And the mom told my girlfriend, "There's a darkness inside that boy. <laughs> it was unlike it was unlike any person I've ever spoken to on the phone. It was like he was not there." So that's anyway, I imagine that's also how Chris Dunn was acting when he got his contract extension. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. is a darkness inside of Chris Dunn. Yeah. And oh, he there will... is. He got that dog in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish that someone had said at some point, there's a darkness inside her. What a what a thing to have said about you. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I don't think I've ever answered the phone while I've been sleeping. I absolutely have answered the door while I've been asleep. <laughs> um, and no one has knocked at the door. <laughs> uh, I did that, I think, pretty early when me and Colin started dating, where I just, I was dead asleep. He was awake, kind of like laying on his, like going through his phone. Uh -huh. And I just shot up out of a dead sleep and was like, oh, God, who's knocking? And he was like, what the f is going on right now? And I go and answer the door and I come back and I'm like, did you hear that? And he's like, no, I've been awake. No one knocked at the door. <laughs> uh, and that's a thing I do sometimes is I just answer the door because I swear to God, I hear someone knocking. Sweet, sweet details. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Lindsay's a, Lindsay's a big sleep talker. Oh, really? Yeah. I love a sleep talker. She'll just, she'll just mumble. It's just, I mean, it's all just. just Gibberish. Yeah, just gibberish, just just garbage. But that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Lindsay would have like an adorable sleep thing. She's she's, she's adorable. She's great. We love her. Yeah. We love Chris Dunn. I we there was do. there was a moment after the Jazz's like open scrimmage 
where me and a couple of the other writers were starting to like fall into a conspiracy hole we mm-hmm. were we were like are they not signing chris dunn because chris dunn no. wasn't at the open scrimmage and so and they were like oh it was because of an illness he couldn't participate and so i was like all right all right he's probably sick but then we were like is he really sick or is he you know not here and then they you know as they're doing the open scrimmage uh one of the jazz people is like interviewing players kind of intermittently and every question they ask is like who's the toughest guy on the team who's the funniest guy on the team who's the loudest guy in the locker room and everyone on the team answers chris dunn chris dunn chris dunn chris dunn to the point where it gets to lowry markinen being interviewed and it's like who's the loudest guy on the team and he's like chris dunn and he and then he's like okay well what's the best part about living in utah and he's like nah, chris dunn <laughs> <laughs> hell yes i love it and so we're like uh this feels weird that this is all happening but it just turns out that everyone loves chris dunn and that he did get the his contract guaranteed and um man i just i want such good things for him he's such a hard worker he has he's done so much to revamp his game and the fact that he played in so few games at the end of last season i'm I'm excited for the rest of the nba world to see like a full season of what chris dunn has become yeah uh you you said it perfectly i'm just i'm just really excited to have him on the team i'm excited to see what he can do uh and i think he's gonna play a, a huge role yeah absolutely he's he's good it's just it's wild to see a guy who like was out of the league you know highly touted come in and you know pretty thoroughly disappoint with his first couple of years in the league and find yeah. himself out of the league and like it's just a cool redemption story and you're right in that he's completely revamped his game his floater is so good he's such a good defender he's that calming presence the Jazz have really lacked since Mike Conley, and I'm not mm-hmm. making the Mike Conley comparison because they're two totally different players, but he has that ability to just slow things down and run the offense and just do all the little things that you need, you know, and if a team, you know, the team's a little discombobulated, he seems like that that veteran calming presence, and I just, I adore the guy. Yeah, one of my favorite things about him as a as a point guard specifically, because like his defense is incredible, but like as a point guard, he is like ultra aware of who mm-hmm. needs a touch. Yeah. And so like when he comes on the floor, if it's like, oh, that guy hasn't had a shot in a while, like he just makes it happen. He's so aware of like how to get a guy involved in the moment. And it's that's a knack that point guards really, really need to have. And so just just really great stuff for Dunn. As we're talking about Dunn, everything else is going with the Jazz. We're doing our like big season preview prediction episode today. Mm-hmm. And before we get into all of that, just want to talk about like what do you think are the expectations for this Jazz team? Uh, I think right off bat, I think this is a team that should be uh battling for a playoff or play in uh position uh i don't expect them to you know win the division or anything like that i don't think that they're like anywhere close to being a title contender uh but what i do i expect big things uh with like the continuity and the chemistry as well as the development of this team i think like individually 
I I really think that Walker Kessler takes another step and is not necessarily in the running, but maybe like a dark horse defensive player of the year candidate. I expect Lowry to be in the all NBA, uh, NBA all-star conversation once again. Uh, and I, I think like, I, I want to see Ochai take the next step and, you know, he may never be a, a, a an all-star, but I think this is the year that he like cements himself as like a certified rotation guy. I still think Ochai can be like, a Danny Green type of player, which if you have oh, that on yeah. your team is awesome. Like ultimate, like three and D and more guy, like yeah. tertiary playmaker, hit shots, can do a little, just do a little bit of everything, can play multiple positions, can defend multiple positions. I think, I think that's it. Um, and then I'm also looking like, I don't think this jazz roster is cemented. I don't no. think it's in stone. Uh, and if I'm like doing a prediction, I think the Jazz are gearing up for some sort of big trade. And it may happen at the trade deadline. It may happen next offseason. But like you said in the last episode, like they are not stockpiling all of these assets Beautiful. to just sit on them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, as I said in my my rant today for the Airbuds podcast, uh, I think the Jazz are like a, a ninth seed, and they end up losing in the play-in game. Yeah, 40, I think forty-two and forty is my my record prediction. Yeah, I think a lot of the same things. Um, but I've got a column on this that I just finished writing at five a.m. today. Um, Do you ever sleep? I took like an hour-long nap a little while ago. <laughs> that works, sure. Um, I'm, I'm on Joey's college schedule <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I think that if the jazz don't make the playoffs this season, I think that we can call this season a failure. And yeah. I know that that's kind of like a bold thing to say. Like as in like, uh, a seven seat or higher. I think that they, I think that the absolute least that we should expect from them is a play in appearance. And if we're being honest, like I think that they should be able to win a play in game and like be an eight seed. Um, okay. Here's my reasoning. Okay. Larry Markinen missed like nine of the final 12 games of the season last year. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson missed 19 of the last 20 games last season. Right. Colin Sexton played in just over 40 games last season. Yeah. They, the jazz front office was constantly putting one of Will Hardy's arms behind his back during the year. Ultra cautious with anybody who has anything that resembles an injury. Walker Kessler missed the last four games of the season. Right. And they finished the year with 37 wins. That's not good point. And you bring in John Collins. You bring in John Collins You've got a little bit more of that settling point guard presence, whether starting or off the bench with Chris Dunn. You don't have the same, like, like, listen, the Jazz got 37 wins and they had Rudy Gay, Jared Vanderbilt, and Udoka Azubuke really playing. <laughs> Malik, Malik Beasley, too. Yeah. And then, like, they make trades at the deadline that 
truly like upset how the team was playing. They had that. They were the first team to get to 10 wins last year. Mm -hmm. They were really clicking. Mike Conley was so central to all of that. And they trade him and they bring in, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker. (laughs) So things are obviously going to start to fizzle at that point. But when you when you get down to the math of it, the Thunder needed 40 wins to be the final play in team. The Lakers right. only needed 43 for the seventh seed. Yeah. If the fair. Jazz, if the Jazz with like if they're playing all out, if they're really trying to do it and they're not sitting guys at the end of the season, they should have been able to cobble together five more wins and been the play in last year. I agree with that. Yeah. And so I think that if everything like listen, you need a lot of things to happen for this to work, right? Like you need Larry Markinen to not only replicate what he did last season, but also deal with the fact that he's going to get a lot more attention from defenses, right? Right. So he's got to take a step up. Walker Kessler has to replicate and do better than his rookie season. You need Ochai to become even more of a role player than he was. Right. You need John Collins to acclimate and do it quickly. You need Keontae George to learn a lot of things really fast. Yep. So like you have to have these, but all of those things that I just said are also expectations that is what we should expect out of all of those guys and so if those things happen and the jazz do not have enough wins then i think that we've got a a real problem here you make a compelling case thank you very much uh, can i be the voice of someone who's not as close to the team here absolutely sure 38 wins that's what i'm giving them one one more than than last year's team well here's the thing I really like this team. I think it's going to be an exciting. I picked the over. Yeah. Uh, I think they're an exciting team, but I don't know. Other than last year, uh, if you look at the top 10 teams, uh, the Pelicans are the only spot I could see falling out of that top 10, even with. Like uh, the Grizzlies not having Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark, all of the arguments you could make. I just think the Dallas Mavericks weren't in there last year and they have Luka Doncic. The uh, the Grizzlies have Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson. It's just like a rough. The Sacramento Kings had the greatest offense in NBA history last year. The right. Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and probably James Harden. For the 32 State, games. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, that's... I know. That's, that's 32 wins. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where they go 25 and 7 or whatever. Like, right. Uh, I just don't... I love the Jazz. I just think they're a little young still, and they don't quite have a guy that carries like even the thunder who were 10th have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is a top sure. 10 player in the league now. Like I don't, I love Lori, but it's, you're asking for a big leap from their first, second and third best players to make the playoffs. In my opinion, in this yeah. Western conference. And I this think... is, this is why, sorry, I, I no, you're great. But yeah, this is why I'm not fully all all in on them like making the playoffs yet. Like I think they're like I think they're a ninth seed. I think they're like and it's not to it's not because they're not making improvements. It's just because the West is so stacked. And teams I, got better in this offseason and like 
while I, I expect more chemistry and continuity and like people to make jumps this year, I'm just still a little skeptical that it will be enough to get them into the playoff tier. I love this because this takes us straight into the predictions because a lot of my arguments to the points made uh, will be in my Western conference standings. So uh-huh. let's, let's do it. Do you want to, do we want to go through predictions as far as the jazz? Yes. Guys let's, first. Let's run through these as, as they are in the outline. Okay. I'm going to go. How about we do this? Let's do it. Rapid fire. I go, you go. Love it. All right. Uh, I my record prediction for the Jazz is 42 and 40. They are the ninth seed and they lose in the play in game. My record for the Jazz is 43 and 39. Uh, whether or not they they're an eight seed or nine seed in that, I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but they win a play in game and they're the eight seed. OK. MVP, Larry. MVP for the Jazz, obviously, Larry. Yeah, I th- we're pretty we're pretty unanimous across the board for these next few. Rookie of the year, Keontae George. Rookie of the year, Keontae George. Defensive player of the year, Walker Kessler. Same, Walker Kessler. Sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Sixth man of the year, Ochai Abaji. You don't expect Ochai to start? I don't expect Jordan to not start. Okay. I think I think Jordan's probably going to start, at least to start the year. Um. I, I really do think that the starting lineup they're going to use is Talon and Jordan on the front. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean. Uh, most improved. Ar- yeah. There's <laughs> weird plus minus arguments to be made there that are just really stupid. And I don't want to get into it in a nerdy way. But that's what I think is going to happen. Most improved player. You have. Uh, I have Ochai. I think he does make a leap this year. And I have Chris Dunn. Cool. I think that would be a great I would story. love that. Obviously, I, and obviously, I mean, I hope people understand we're talking about all of these uh, awards as they relate to the jazz. Upcoming next are our like league awards. Um, but yeah, the most improved player. Uh, I, I think that it's possible, though, I say that because I think it's possible that Chris Dunn could like win most improved player in the league. That would be wild. It would be wild. I would love it. I would love to see it. I'm here for the good story. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We all are. I'm putting things into the universe because I like a good story. You I are mean, speaking your truth. Lowry Marketing won most improved player last year. Like sure. it's not out of the realm of, of course, most improved player usually is like a starter who makes a it's huge a leap. year guy usually. Yeah. It's, which is, I mean, Lowry was a fifth year guy who got it. Um, but it's usually it's, um, a lottery pick who's in his third year who's supposed to be better. It's the dumbest award in the NBA. It is. It is. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. So um, on to the rest of the league. <laughs> We're uh, moving through yeah. it. Are we going to do rapid fire again? Yes. All right. MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. He's the Ab- best player in the world. He absolutely is. Nikola Jokic. Rookie of the year is already feels like it's cemented. Uh, it's it's Victor. <laughs> it is it's Victor. Victor Wembanyama. I, I actually I, have Chet. Really? Uh, I yeah. The only thing that keeps me from thinking that it might be Victor is I think Chet has a really good chance because I think the Thunder are playing all out and they're trying to win. Right. I don't think that the Spurs have any intentions on thinking that they're going to win anything. And also they might 
baby Victor to the point where he doesn't play enough games. To I don't think get Victor's going to get to the 65 games because of uh, yeah. it's that's and fair. It's a Brogdon. It's a Brogdon Embiid thing for me. And like, yeah, a lot of times a guy who missed his second year wins rookie of the year, whether it's Ben Simmons or Blake Griffin, like John yeah. Wall, John Wall. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good point. I do. I, I do worry about Victor breaking 60 games yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to encase him in glass. Yes, they are. They're going to wrap him up in the bubble wrap that they, the kid showed up in in little giants. That's a movie. I've, you have. I've seen that one. I've okay. seen that one. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm talking about then. That's is that the girl Icebox? Is that the one we're yes. talking about? Oh, yes. 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 Rick I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Rick Moranis. Amazing. Yeah. Coach of the year. We both have Mark Dagnall. Um, Thank you. I didn't know how to pronounce his name. So. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I figured that's why I took <laughs> that one. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Thunder head coach that a lot of people don't even know he's even a coach in the NBA. So Thunder are going to be good. I like that. Yeah, they are. Six men of the year. What do you got? Uh, I have. Uh, this is going to this is going to thrill Joey. I have Chris Paul. Yeah, I think I mean, that's probably that's probably the odds favorite for it. Right. Right. Like, I think it seems like a really good place for him to be and a, a team and an environment he's going to thrive in. I have bad news for you, Greg. He's going to start too many games and it's going to make me want to pull my hair out. Isn't he <laughs> isn't he starting? Isn't he starting tonight? I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, all right, then. Um, I've got Malik Monk, Sacramento Kings. I think that's a that's a solid pick. Sure. That's yeah. probably I should have honestly like looked at what the odds favorites for these are, but I I would have to imagine that that's probably on the lower end of it, but I think it's a good pick. Yeah. Uh de- defensive player of the year. Evan Mobley. I think this is a year that he really he makes a jump and is like wins the award and is an all-star and uh Cleveland gets better. I want to remind everyone that, I mean, if you were to go back and listen to our previous prediction episodes, I'm they were just, almost all wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah, wild. I did, get, I, I did yeah. get Embiid for MVP last year. Just, you did get that. I mean, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm wild. Like, I'm such a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. Uh, and so I, I don't know that I'm making these predictions in a way where I'm like, I actually think this is true. I mean, I already said I picked Victor for rookie of the year, but I don't think he's going to play enough games. If he does, though, he's my DPOY. I think that there is a chance that he is just he's got games where he has nine blocks and four steals, but makes two shots. You know the what I mean? The end of the year rankings are bizarre. Sorry, I just pulled them up. Yeah, well, Emmanuel got... quickly is your favorite at plus seven hundred. I mean, he was really close to being there last season, so yeah. doesn't surprise me. They that people didn't are even expecting extend him. him though. Norman Powell plus a thousand, Malik Monk plus twelve hundred, Malcolm Brogdon plus fourteen hundred, Derek White as a, plus as a, as a repeat as a repeat winner. Yeah, with the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers, yeah. The Trailblazers are going to win twenty games. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul plus sixteen hundred, Bobby Portis plus twelve hundred, Jordan Clarkson plus eighteen hundred. So they think it's gonna be quickly or Derek White, basically. Okay. 
Um, I mean, sure. But Drew but... Holiday is also on the board because I thought they're Derek White not was sure starting. who's starting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Derek White's a starter for the They for think the Celtics, that Celtics right? going to win it. They think a Celtic is going to win it, but they're not sure which one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, All right. Weird. Uh, what else? What else we got? Oh, a most improved player. Oh, Are you I... gonna go with Victor on that one too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I already said I'm. I'm choosing Chris Dunn. I'm just. I'm putting all of my energy into the good story happening. Do I legitimately think that this is gonna happen? No, because Chris Dunn's not gonna score enough points for anyone to like that for an MIP sure. for the way that the league, I don't know, votes on this. Yeah. Um, but I, I, if I was making like a legitimate uh, prediction, I would probably choose like Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. I think that he makes like a huge leap and mm-hmm. is a part of the Pacers being like semi good. And yeah. so, yeah. That's how I feel about Mikel Bridges. This is with, the one I, mean, I actually bet on. This is yeah. the oh. only NBA bet I made. And it's a homer bet, but I actually bet Jonathan Kaminga to win this award. Um, because I mean, did you only have to like do a dollar to get the? <laughs> I, I bet twenty dollars on it. There we um, go. Yeah, <laughs> but he's led. He led the preseason in scoring. He's playing a lot. He's put up numbers when he plays, but Steve Kerr hasn't trusted him to play, and it's just a counting stats award. Like, and yeah. he's gonna have to play this year. It um, is just a counting stats award, but which me like I'm so fearful that it's like it's going to be like Ben Simmons. I don't think I think Ben's. Oh, I talked to Sean about this, actually, my co-host of my show. Ben mm. Simmons can't win it because he can't be more improved than making an all NBA team, which is something he's already done. That's, that, so that's wild. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the case of Mikhail Bridges, I mean, he like was almost defensive player of the year. That right. was uh, what he was second behind Marcus Smart. Was that the year? No. Yes. Behind Rudy Gobert. Behind Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. He threw a big fit about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He threw a big somebody. He threw a big fit about something. Uh, your leaders are Michael Bridges, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Cade Cunningham, Anthony Simons, Scotty Barnes, Austin Ooh, Reeves. Kate- Cade Cunningham is a sneaky. Yeah, that is. Uh, that's I a sneaky good pick. I, I I might put. I would. I I'm thinking that might actually be a solid bet for me to make. I hate this award so much because <laughs> Cade Cunningham is pro- like, if he plays pretty much like the same way that like we knew he was going to, then then he could probably win it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that doesn't feel improved to me fine yeah yeah it's anyway jonathan kaminga i got it plus 5500 odds nice (laughs) beautiful um Um, (laughs) and the let's do eastern conference standings we're going to do our our playoff teams for each conference yeah same thing we're just gonna rapid fire yep all right one the bucks obviously yes yeah two the celtics i've got two the Cavs. We're yeah. just transposed here. Yeah, we're just yeah. My my third pick is the Cavs versus the Celtics. Yep. We're we both bo- we're both solid on four and five with the Knicks and the Sixers, which like, hmm, 
Philly versus New York playoff series in the first round. I'm I'm looking forward to that. What an incredible travel schedule that would be. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazing. just I'm thinking about the riders who only have to take a train ride like the, the JJ Reddick special. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, even shorter because they don't have to go to Brooklyn. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Just go to Manhattan. Uh, uh, six. I have the Hawks. Um, whatever. Six. I have the Pacers. I hope. I honestly hope you're right. Yeah. I I because I find the the Pacers intriguing and fun. I don't think that they're very you know they're not like a contender, but I think they're they're a fun team. I actually I think... have the Pacers four. I think they're going to be shockingly good. <laughs> Listen, I I'm, like. That. I'm telling you, Halliburton, Ben Matherin is so fun. The uh, Bruce Brown taking that championship I, I like, pedigree. I like... I like Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin is fun. What people forget is Rick Carlisle is actually the best coach in NBA history at tanking. If you like look at it in close yeah. games, his when he has a losing team, like in he has like I I Sean had a stat, I forget what it was, but he's like oh in forty five in games <laughs> oh, where wow. they were like where they were up by where they were within four points in the in seasons where they're tanking with four minutes Incredible. left to go in the game. Yeah. Uh, and also, he's a really good coach. And I think Tyrese Halberton is really good. And yeah. also, yeah. I think the East stinks. Yeah, the East is bad. I mean, the bottom of the the East standings here for the playoffs are just like it's it's teams I think could make the playoffs, but I don't believe in them at all. No, yeah. no, not one bit. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, uh, seventh, numbers. we both have Miami Heat. The absolute worst offseason of any team in the NBA. Uh, just swing and a miss constantly. Really bad stuff from them yeah. this offseason. And then eight, we both have the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So, I mean, missing from yours are the, from what I have is the Pacers. And from mine, I am missing the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. That's that's really it. Yep. And I think that I think both of those are possible. And I hope for the record, I hope you're right, because I would much rather watch the Indiana Pacers in the playoffs than the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Um, Your Eastern Conference League past teams. Uh, the Pistons and the Pacers. I don't expect the Pistons to be very good, but I do expect them to be very fun. Um, And yeah. the Pacers, I'm just high on again because I think they're super fun and I love the the combo of Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin and they just have a bunch of guys that I think are going to be extremely entertaining and as Joey said Rick Kyle Lyle is a very good coach he is a very good coach um you know Rick Carlisle weirdly was I just have a soft spot in my heart for him because it was very very early on in my like NBA career uh when I was covering the Warriors as and a young, I, as a young shooting guard Yes, it was early in my it was in my second year. <laughs> uh, I was I, I'm pretty sure that we're talking about like a few weeks into covering the NBA. Uh -huh. And I went to a Mavericks practice in San Francisco when they were about to play the Warriors because the, the teams, even when the Golden State was in Oakland, the opposing teams never stayed in Oakland. So you always had to go to San Francisco to go to their practices. Uh, and I went to a Mavericks practice and Rick Carlisle, I was the only reporter there. And Rick Carlisle was just so sweet to me and so nice and just gave me whatever I wanted. That's and awesome. it was really nice. And like, 
I'm sure that he could tell like I was a young new reporter and he he kind of just he he was not rude about it at all and it was really nice and really sweet. What a guy. What a guy. Um love him. We love my, him folks. My Eastern Conference League Pass teams, I also have the Pistons. Um if if you're not watching the Pacers uh actually win games in the Eastern Conference, then I would say they'd be there too, but I think uh the Magic, I have absolutely no expectations that they're good at all but again i think that that's going to be a fun team i want to see what some of these young rookies look like and what this like young ragtag weird team it's such a weird team it's so weird but even last season just like paolo made them more fun and so i think that they're just going to be i think they're going to be fun and i think that it's a it's I think it's the opposite of like what you have with the Houston Rockets where it's like so many young guys, but nothing seems fun there. (laughs) It seems like, well, the magic have done the smart thing, which is also add like Gary Harris to teach the young players how to be basketball players, as opposed to being like, well, Jalen Green's got you're... Dylan Brooks. Well, here's, no, yeah, here's now, Dylan Brooks but... and Fred Van Vliet. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, but it's two years too late. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Steven Silas was like crying because Christian Wood was leaving the locker room or whatever, <laughs> trying, like, he was the yeah. vet. Like, right. Yeah. Um, I also think just. I'm down on the Sixers this year just because it really feels like. Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons are going to have good seasons and James Harden is trying <laughs> uh, to leave and it just yeah. seems karmically like a rough season for Sixers fans. It's karmically, they deserve nothing yeah. but bad things for getting rid of Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. I. You could have had Embiid and Jimmy Butler for years and you chose Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. I hate that franchise. God is, damn it. This is no longer a Philly podcast. No. <laughs> I love the city of Philadelphia and I want good things to happen there. And they're not because of idiots. Yeah. The bunch Go of Phils. bad moves. Man, Daryl Morey is just a wiener. Yeah, he is a wiener. Uh, <laughs> hate him. <laughs> 4D chest <laughs> my balls. <laughs> Do I have to bleep uh, my balls? <laughs> I, that's exactly what i was thinking just now i was like oh, i wonder how we get around that one yeah i think you do i think okay. you might have to <laughs> all right um okay western conference we you both have, you have got, the mvp yeah we both got we're no we're on the western conference now who they've got the real mvp <laughs> they have the finals mvp the one that actually matters and uh the denver nuggets are the one seed and i don't know if anybody beats them they're really really good uh number two i've got the phoenix suns i have the the golden state warriors uh i have to remind myself that the uh, golden state warriors were pretty good last season and andrew wiggins played like 35 games yeah i know i I'm I'm really I'm like really really torn in between this spot where like I feel like I shouldn't bet against them like until the dynasty team is truly over right, right. like until you don't have Steph Clay and Dre like I think that it would be wise to not bet against them at the same time like I I just have kind of like a a sinking feeling like ooh it's not going to work 
And so, yeah, I it and it puts me in a weird position because, like, with that in my mind, I'm like, well, they could be the one seed or they could be the six. Like, I, I don't like there's no really in between too much for me, except sure. for in, in my literal predictions right now where I put them in between. I just I, have such a hard time betting against Steph. I know. I, I know. I think. And again, this is someone who roots for the team, but I think they're going to look really good for three weeks, like go like something crazy, like uh, 12 and two or something like that. And then look really bad in January and then be a scary playoff team. Um, That's what happens now. Um, But yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah. Third, I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a good pick. I have the I have the Phoenix Suns. Right. I mean, like our top four here are the same because four, I've got the Warriors. Yeah, and I've got I've got the Lakers. Right. I've got the Kings finishing fifth this season. I think they're going to get better again. Yeah. Here we, we're transposed here because yeah, I've got the Kings and the Clippers at five and six. You've got the Clippers and the Kings at five and six. Yes. And mostly this is just because I actually 100% do want to see a Lakers Clippers playoff series. Yeah, that would be fun. I want to see it again, a great travel schedule. (laughs) And I will say though, like, I do think that the Lakers are a bit of a, like a dark horse title contention team. I don't think that they're in like that upper echelon with, we say the the nuggets or the bucks or or anyone like that. But like, it feels so weird saying this, but like, I feel like so much of their season is contingent upon Austin Reeves. Like (laughs) it's, it's weird. And like, it would be smart money to put him as like most improved, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest, especially because like it's a stats driven award and he has seen great point better. And he puts up numbers, especially like if he puts up the 20 points a game he was doing in the playoffs, but like yep. if he is like the third option in like the new big three with, with uh, him, LeBron and, and AD, like, I don't know. That's a scary team. I mean, they did make a Western Conference Finals last year, so we shall see. I just I, think that I like, have bad Lakers vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I that's also true. The yeah. fact that they're constantly they're giving quotes every day about how like the Nuggets disrespected them when they got swept. Yeah, they got swept. What respect do you want? Like. Is yeah. a bad sign for weird passive aggressive LeBron James behavior to go on the rest of the season. Yeah, we're gonna get some some fun Instagram posts, I'm sure. Uh, we've both got the Thunder finishing seventh. I I mean, makes they were tenth last year. They've got Chet. They've got some new stuff, and they're gonna like this time. They're not playing to lose. You know. Yeah, and they yeah, and they're just it's another year of continuity and and chemistry and being together yeah. and. Yeah, year two Josh. of the Jalen Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, J- the Jalen, the Jalens, the Jaylai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then eighth, I'm. I mean, I said it in the beginning. I expect for the Jazz to make the playoffs, so I chose them as the eighth seed. Hell yeah! And I 100 hope you're right. I have the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that I hate with the passion <laughs> of a thousand suns. They were my league pass team last year, and they it all up yeah man. almost as bad as what daryl morey has done in philadelphia you son of a yeah uh someone they've like you have to trade cat yeah those vibes are so sti- i can smell yeah 
the Minnesota Timberwolves vibe from my house in Salt Lake City. They stink. Yeah. The league pass teams for me are the Thunder and the Spurs. They're fun. Yeah. They're not going to be on national television as much as you want. I mean, the Spurs will be on national television like more than like what their production would deserve because Wemby is there. But still, you sh- I'm I'm going to be watching a lot of Spurs League Pass games. Yeah, uh, Spurs because I'm I really am just entranced with uh, with Victor. That game he had against the Warriors in the preseason was so this fun. Is, and if that's so like fun. A, if that's like a sneak preview of like who he is this season. I, I, I'm going to watch, I'm going to get league pass just to watch Victor. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, like the Kings, the, yeah, they had the best offense in the year or in the, in the, in the history of the NBA last year and so fun. returning all their guys and they're going to be awesome. And then I'm really high on the thunder and I love Shay. Yeah, to your point about a four or five matchup. I, in my, in my standings, I very specifically, like manufactured it so that four or five was Kings Warriors because I want it again. Just give yeah. it to me again. Awesome. That uh, my league pass so team good. is uh the Houston Rockets because I love a car <laughs> crash and I want to see <laughs> what happens when Dylan Brooks gets to shoot every single time. Bring down back the Christian Wood. How many how many nuts <laughs> is he gonna punch? <laughs> He's already punched one. Uh, Joey, just the Marie Kondo gift. I love mess. Can we get, can somebody who's better at Photoshop than me Photoshop a giant like grizzly beard onto uh, Dylan Brooks with the uh, Duck Dynasty logo and it just says Dick Dynasty? Or just says, hey, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What a a mess. What a mess Houston's going to be. That's going to be fun. What's your finals prediction? Uh, I have a hard time. I feel almost a little bad about this because I don't want to go against the Nuggets. Like I said, uh, you know, they are the champions and I don't know if anybody can beat them, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to be a big hypocrite and a liar. Uh, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks over the Nuggets in an explosive seven game series. And With your finals MVP? Finals, finals MVP, he gets his his retribution uh, after a stinker last year, and that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, I am not a hypocrite, and so I'm taking nuggets over the bucks. In oh, a, let's go. During game seven. <laughs> and the is finals that, is MVP. that game in Milwaukee or, or Denver? That game's in Denver. Okay. See, and I have it the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. And your finals MVP is again Nikola Jokic. Mm. And in two seconds after that, he'll wish he wasn't there. Yeah. Theater. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then our final our final section uh in our predictions or what what are your hot takes for the 2024 uh, season? There was there was one team that was omitted for from both the, of us. From both of us. Uh I speaking of just stinky, awful vibes, uh, I think that Dallas is going to be bad. And there's no way Jason Kidd doesn't get fired this year, right? No, absolutely. He's gone. He's gone. I just even though I understand, yes, Dallas has a top five player in the league. I just think that their their vibes and that roster construction is so weird. And and just the vibes, I think Dallas implodes. 
And I think Luka Doncic asks out. Whether it's at the trade deadline or at the end of this season, I don't think that we will see Luka in a Dallas Maverick jersey this time next year. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing with Dallas is that, well, and Luka specifically, is that Luka knows that people are expecting this from him, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Luka is very aware of it, and he's tried really hard to push back against that and be like, I love being here, and this is the team I want to play for. But I think that because he's so good and because he knows like what his career could be that they are really at risk of this happening at the same time there is part of me that thinks that maybe his people just tell him like hey man you're super young just write just don't extend write it out and just leave when your contract is over yeah and i think like jazz fans more than anyone should understand what it's like to 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 know like where there's smoke there's fire i mean Mm -hmm. we we did the whole song and dance with gordon hayward and he bounced you know (laughs) there was all sorts of smoke around donovan mitchell getting traded and then that happened and like i'm just a big believer yeah where there's a lot of smoke there's fire and i think that uh i think there's a lot of smoke surrounding surrounding dallas um, my and, first, uh, I just, just one quick thing. You're right about Jason Kidd. I think he is the second JFK to get assassinated <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> Amazing. Um, my first hot take is that there will be two coaches that quit this season. Just Whoa. straight up bounce. Just say bye. They're just like, Can I you... don't want to do this. Do you want to predict which two? I absolutely want to predict which two. <laughs> Taylor Jenkins. Yep. And Steve Clifford. There poor is Steve Clifford. There, yeah, dude. And that's a, that's the thing. Ta- poor Taylor Jenkins also, because he is an incredible coach and mm-hmm. he did such a good job getting that Grizzlies team to where it is. And he absolutely poured himself into it and he was so deserving. And and so my my prediction that goes along with this is that whether it's the offseason or during the season that there's going to be uh, an opening in Minnesota for a coaching job at some point. And I think that Taylor Jenkins is the first call that's made there. So I think, I think Taylor's going to be fine, but. uh, And there's a possibility that like the Memphis Grizzlies front office really stand behind Taylor and they, and they stand behind him rather than the mess on the roster and that he rides it out and like sees it through. But this is this is a hot take for a reason, right? I I it would not be surprising to me if he was just like I am over this. I want better for a squad and I want to actually coach a team that wants to be here. It's Mar- funny Marcus. you and I have very different Grizzlies hot takes, which mine are they just when they just win no matter what happens to them when jaws out they win when like they're gonna and it's because of Taylor Jenkins, but I think they're going to win like 49 games and it'll be the same. It'll be Man, the same with, and fine. Without Steven Adams, Jaws missing the first 25 games, like they've got other injury problems they have to deal yeah. with. Who Brandon knows? Clark's out, right? Yeah. Brandon Who Clark's knows? out for this season. Yeah. Who just... knows what's... They're missing 60. They're starting the season off with 60% of their starting lineup out. They have Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and uh, Jaron Jackson for uh, like, I would have told their record without Jaw is always like, 20 and two like whatever like i just worry they just win i don't know i don't get it but they do 
I'm worried that Dylan Brooks and John ja Morant have both like poisoned the personalities of this team. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw like between first year and like end of last season, there was a huge shift in the in the attitude and personality of uh of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. Like yeah. Yeah. They were they were nicer people before. <laughs> and yeah. and they became guys that like you know, rather than like opposing teams, like dapping them up, which is like stupid because I'm a huge Larry Bird fan who would like never dap up players before a game. Right. So like they, but in today's day and age, right. Like they, they were guys that other players were looking forward to seeing. And then they became guys that like no one wanted to talk to. And so like, I just wonder what, what this, what the team chemistry looks like when Dylan Brooks is not the heel yeah, and John Morant, the, the John Morant stuff has just gotten worse. I right. get it. I this... just think I this is so strange because obviously Jaw is not great. His behavior is not great, but also I just like reading that ESPN article. It's like I rooted for basketball teams in the early 2000s, and this is what every basketball player was like. It's like, oh, they like hip hop too much, says unnamed Memphis businessman. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. racism. I'm sorry. That's just racism. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, there are people around Jaw that are bad and he's uh has posters disease, but I like worry more about like the whispers of Zion's behavior than Jaws, frankly, like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm fully on board with you there. I think. And like, you could be right, right? Like, because you're absolutely correct that the Grizzlies do have a history of being able to win without Ja. And so like, you could be right that this is better and that like, maybe Ja figures it out and not having Dylan yeah. Brooks around is probably good for everyone. And like Marcus smart is like, I don't know, sort of the, the lovable version of Dylan Brooks. Right. Yeah. Like he, he's not the thing with Dylan Brooks is he was, he's just an asshole, Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> who sucks at basketball. Yeah. He's like, not that good. And he was just an, asshole. and so I, I just think that that permeated badly. And I think that he started to turn triple J and Desmond Bain into ass. And yeah. so maybe his departure is actually good. And this could so all So you bring out. in Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Everybody loves Marcus yeah, Smart. Yeah, that's though. true. Everybody does love Marcus I know. Smart. It was like, supposed to be a joke that you were going to laugh at. <laughs> no, you're not funny, Craig. <laughs> I will. I know and that. also, the Grizzlies just have a history of like, there's like a million lottery picks just on their bench right now that just haven't had, like, can, one of these guys, like, Laravia or Kenneth Lofton Jr. or uh David Roddy, it's or Santi Aldama, it's gonna be like that guy or Zaire Williams, it's gonna be like uh all of a sudden that guy's scoring 12 and 5 and 3, and like yeah. I just I don't because even Taylor like Jenkins the is a good coach. Exactly. I don't yeah. even <laughs> like the Grizzlies, but I have this feeling they're gonna win like 48 games because that's, that's what fair. they do. I... My, my I've, I've had my fingers in my ears saying la 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 this entire conversation like I'm Lloyd Christmas uh, because my second hot take 
uh, of this season <laughs> is the Grizzlies also implode. They miss the playoffs and John Morant gets traded this offseason. I love a hot take. <laughs> it's very possible. I could go yeah. either way. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's the thing with this team. It could go either way. Yeah, I think the well has been poisoned in Memphis. Yeah, which is such a bummer because a couple of years ago they were my favorite oh my God, team. In they the were league. so fun. I just think they ejected the poison, and the poison was Dylan Brooks. Like that's He's, basically my take. I want. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I want to go on record and say, Joey, I hope you're right, yeah. and I hope because I. Yeah. I do love this Memphis Grizzlies team. My hopes are just not very high for them. And again, I I I want nothing more than to do a season recap and go over these in a few months and be able to admit that I was 100% wrong about yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, same. Um my second hot take is that Trey Young is getting traded after this season and the Atlanta Hawks are uh, going to full uh, rebuild. Sarah, I texted my co-host, Sean Keaton, Trey Young is going to be a net in two years. He's the <laughs> most netsy player of yes. all time. <laughs> I, oh my God. Could you imagine Ben Simmons and Trey Young? Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. God, man, I need that. Like, yeah, if we're going full Marie Kondo, I absolutely need that. Yeah, uh, I just i I don't see any way up for the Hawks, and I think I think that blowing it up is going to be their only choice. So, Amen. The end. <laughs> this was fun. I'm yeah. really excited for the season. The tip off and T minus. Three hours and ten minutes. Oh, my hottest take is I think the Suns are going to be bad uh, yeah, because they're possible. never that... going to be healthy. Like they're yeah. never going to have all those guys playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah I don't. The only possible. guy I really fully trust on that team is Devin Booker. Not yeah. because I don't think that that uh, Bradley Beal or Kevin Durant are good basketball players. They just never play basketball. They're constantly injured. I also just don't think. Uh, an offense that consists entirely of guys taking turns, taking dribble 18 footers is sustainable in the NBA. They don't have a point guard. Uh, yeah. And they, I don't know. I, and I don't trust their bench. Uh, I think they'll win a lot of games in the regular season, but I don't expect them to do a lot in the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> and done thanks bye uh joey do you know when this episode do, are we going to be able to get this out before uh the jazz game when is the jazz game tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow night yeah this will be up uh I'll, I'll i'll edit this uh after the warrior game tonight great so if you're hearing this uh this is your last chance to and we'll tweet this out and so you'll see it also but last chance to send us your starting lineup predictions games one five ten and twenty who are the jazz's starting five and mm. uh that means there's gonna be four winners but you've got to send all four of those before the jazz's first game of the season you can't watch a game and then send them in you are disqualified if that happens so send us in your starting lineup predictions and you could win something that would be very nice and 
that's all Woo-hoo. I have to say about that. So that's going to do it from us here at Unsalvageable today. You guys know what to do. Rate, review, and subscribe, and download. Do all of the things that we really, really want you to do, and we ask you to do every single time. You can follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. You can listen to Joey and Sean uh, on Round Ball Rock, and we will talk to you next time.